Welcome to Journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. We have so much to be thankful and grateful for. This is a month of thanks and giving. And so today we are going to talk about how we can grow a grateful heart. You know, we've talked about thankfulness and giving, but we want to talk today about how we can grow a thankful heart in this season. Tanya, how can our hope and thankfulness grow right now? We're going through different things. This is a great time of thankfulness and, and giving, but there's also a lot of things that we're all going through a season of change. Indeed, we are, and good morning. Good morning. When I think about gratitude and gratefulness and having a grateful heart, I can't help but think, does mine need an attitude adjustment? So I have been looking at this from a gratitude adjustment place. You know, we live day to day where it's more easy for people to tear people down, criticize others, express disappointment rather than, you know what, I got up and got out of bed today. That's right. And I think it's very important for us to not count our losses, but to count our blessings. And when you do that, it adjusts how you're thinking. It puts more positive thoughts in. And so for me, that is how I'm approaching November. I may be in a yucky spot, but you know what? I'm up today and God is good. That is so true. And I love that. Count your blessings, name them one by one. That's the song that was going through my mind as you're saying that. It's so true, and when we do that and we count our blessings and really focus on those, then the things we're going through don't seem as hard or as tough because we can meditate on the blessings and meditate on God's promises for us. Let me start with a promise. And when I'm talking about promises, I mean the word of the Lord in the Bible, the the things that He promises. If you open up your Bibles, all the promises are listed right there. Here is one. Do you need more hope? Well, Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So there's a promise of hope. The God is a God of hope. You like that promise? I do, and I live on it daily. (laughs) I do too. I do too. And so we just want to encourage you that there's a way to grow a grateful heart. It may not be a natural thing that we have. We have to grow it. We have to rely on God's promises. We have to get up every day, like you said, and think about our blessings and our promises and have that attitude adjustment. So before we get into the scriptures and and really talk more about this, we want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus so he can bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning so full of hope, so full of anticipation of what you're going to do in us next. You got us up this morning and we are grateful. And we are grateful to see what you do with us as we move about this opportunity to share in your promises and your faithfulness and show us how much you love us through your word. Your word assures us that there are so many good things that we have to look forward to. So, Lord, let us lean in on you today, claiming that grateful, thankful heart, for we know that you love us 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So the first step to growing a grateful heart is to pick up your Bible and read God's promises. The Bible is alive, the Bible is truth, and the Bible is a manual for life. So the scripture tells us when we're looking at how we know the Bible is alive, how is God's word to, to us, we look at a few scriptures. The first one, Tanya, is Hebrews 4, verse 12 which says, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. You know, Tanya, this means the word of God is alive and active. And when we rely on the words that the Lord gives us in this Bible, we can use the word as a weapon against the enemy. When the, the enemy starts telling us these lies, no, we go to scripture and we read what God says. You know, the word of the Lord is, is the sword of the spirit. Indeed it is, and it's funny that you bring out that particular thing because what I read this morning comes from Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. It, the Bible is so rich with his blessings. It's going to be your comfort spot as you're going through some bumpy times. Folks, there are bumpy times. Whether you've just lost your job and you're walking into the holiday season, whether you are just in a disgruntled place, maybe you're not happy with your job, but you have to work. There are so many things that you can be grateful for in the midst of your trouble, and that's where God can really show you where his blessings can enrich you in such a way that nobody else can, not even yourself. It can only come from God. Amen. Amen. And you know, his word is truth and it never changes. It's still the same. We might be going through a lot of changes right now, like we discussed earlier. You might kind of be in kind of a funk. You know, sometimes we get that way. Just nothing's going right. And we're just kind of in a pit where we just can't get out. Well, God is like telling us that his word endures forever and, and will never change and will get us through those hard times when we open our Bibles and look at His Word. Another scripture that might help us grow our grateful heart is found in Isaiah 55 verse 11, saying, The word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This is what God is telling us, that, that His Word has meaning, a manual for life. Whatever comes out from his words will not return empty, but accomplishes the purpose. And so I want to tell you how we started this today. The word from Romans that God gave us was that he is our hope and that we need to turn to him, read our Bible, study our Bible to grow that grateful heart. And Tanya, I didn't always study my Bible. You know, when I found the Lord at age 18, I didn't know much about my Bible. I hadn't read it my whole life. I wasn't familiar with these promises. But as my faith started growing and my relationship started growing and I grew that grateful heart, I got serious about reading the Word and, and was devoted more and found out that the more I studied and read, the more grateful I was and the closer I was to God. Me as well, Jill. And you know, I really didn't find that place in my life until I was in my 50s. Mm -hmm. 
And it is very difficult when you've been raised to think and believe and you've gone on these promises. I mean, I've heard these since I was knee high, so to speak. But it was not until I put it into a relationship with God that took me where I was going. And one thing that I, I have found that really surprised me is that a lack of gratitude can really spiritually work on you in a different way and and carry you down some paths. I'm really bad about rabbit holing. I go back and I think about mistakes I made mm-hmm. multiple oh, yes. years ago. And, you know, it's okay to learn from those mistakes, but we don't have to dwell in those mistakes. God gives us grace and mercy every day. That's something to be grateful for. Right. But I think an attitude of gratefulness and growing your grateful heart comes from when we realize that we have nothing good or kind without God. And when we put it in that perspective, that changes your grateful heart completely. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the scriptures that really resonates with me for this is, comes from Psalm chapter 1, verse 9. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell you of all of your wonderful deeds. Those are just refreshing words that you can resonate on. when you Maybe all you've got in your mind is negative. Maybe you're thinking about, how am I going to pay this month's bills? How am I going to see it through? How are we going to put a turkey on the table for Thanksgiving? When you've got just those kind of things, sit back and be thankful. And it will allow you to positively process what you need to because your heart's in a great spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scripture tells us to thank God and, and proclaim His wonderful deeds. And there are so many wonderful things that He's done for us by, first of all and foremost, giving His Son, Jesus Christ, for, for us, for, the, for our sins and the sacrifice that God made that we could have that salvation, that eternal life, and that hope for today. I love that scripture. And we do have so much to be thankful for, starting with the gift of Jesus Christ. One of my favorite scriptures is also from the Psalms, and it's Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And now, Tanya, this meant something different to me when I first read it than it does today. When I first read it, I thought, well, if as long as I'm concentrating and focusing on God, you know, He's going to answer all my prayers the way I want it. No, no, we no. all think that way. Yeah, that is not what this scripture means. But the more that I study the Word and spent time with the God in prayer and reading His Word, the Holy Spirit showed me more of what this means. What I believe the scripture is saying is the more that you want to please God and please Him greatly. You know, delight means great pleasure or please someone greatly. So the more we delight in God, that His desires become your desires and your desires change. So as I study the Bible more and I spent time with God and my relationship with Him, probably in my 20s and 30s and 40s and even to my 50s, saw that my devotion changed to God, my desires to please Him increased, and guess what? What's that? My gratitude grew, and that is how I grew my grateful heart, by delighting in Him, telling of His wonderful deeds, not focusing on all my problems, because we do have problems. We do. All of us do. We're dealing with things right as we speak. We are. It's just part of it, but I believe 
that gratitude is a true response when we realize that God owes us nothing and we are just giving praise back to Him. And in that, we can be kinder to our neighbor, kinder to our spouse, our friends, our connections, our co-workers, because we have God's gratefulness in us. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so important, it is. And another scripture I want to talk about, this is another one that really probably in my 50s became my go-to scripture that I just really know is something God wants to tell me and to tell you. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Listen to this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Now, Tanya, this is so important because not only do we delight in God and and want to tell Him His wonderful deeds and be thankful, but we have to trust in Him when we don't understand the details, and that is very hard to do. Trusting God even when we don't know the next step on the ladder. And that's very difficult for you and I both because we like to plan and Mm -hmm. know the next step. We like to know the next 20 steps. We do. But with God, we have to trust. Mm -hmm. And we have to go blindly with that faith Mm -hmm. of knowing He has a better plan than what we can orchestrate. And get out of our comfort zone. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there may be something God is calling you to do, and He's saying, remember my promises Stand on my promises, stand on the word, and trust me, even when you don't know every single detail. An example is when we moved away from the city. We lived in Dallas years ago, and we just really felt God calling us to move to East Texas for small town living. And I didn't understand why at the time, but I knew that God was calling us, and and just that trust, and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to move out of what I know, this comfort zone of where I grew up, and move to another community. And I didn't even know how we would like it. But I did know this, that I might not know the plan, but I could trust his hand in my life and trace his hand. Now, it's so amazing. I can trace some things that why we moved when we did. So that's perfect just an example. That? I know. And so it's that first step of Lord, show me, and and I'll trust you and acknowledge you. So somebody might need to hear this. There's something you've been called out to do or you have felt strongly, but fear or not knowing all the details has stopped you. Don't let that stop you. You've been called out to something different, perhaps. It's interesting (laughs) that you mentioned that because I'm kind of in a season of living through a promise that's going to take some time. I love that, yes. And... It has been an awkward 14, 15 months mm-hmm. because I know what the promise is. And I, I know in my, my spirit, I know that this is from God and I know that he's working through it. But I have to trust him on every breath. Mm-hmm. I can't jump ahead even though I'm eager. And I can't lag behind because I don't want to miss what he's got for me. And I know it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. But there's a lot of waiting. And in that waiting is a lot of prayer time. Because it takes a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And I'm a real type A personality. Sometimes I don't wait very well. So it's hard when you know something good is coming or something bad is coming. You either want to get through it. You just kind of, you don't realize the 
the wonderfulness that can come mm-hmm. when you work through it with God, it will grow your grateful heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, you talked about waiting, and you and I, we don't like to wait, but think about it. I met you during a time when we kind of had to all be still and wait during the COVID year is when God really spoke the same things to us and just was like, be still, be still and know. And trust me. me, trust me, and I will show you the way. So I love that you're leaning on his promises and you know that it will come to pass. You don't know when, you don't know all the details, but you're acknowledging him in Absolutely. all your ways by getting up every day, having that grateful heart, speaking of his blessings over over you and praying for other people and spending time in the Word. Spending time, the Word is so rich. Now, I want to talk about a promise that Jesus has given us um, that I love. It's from John 14, verse 16. And if you have time, I love the book of John. Take some time and read the book of John, and specifically chapters 14, 15, and 16. Okay, we all need a helper, don't we? And we all would love a constant companion, someone that was with us always and could help us in these times of need because we're going to have these times of need. Guess what? Jesus promised us for this person in our life, a helper, a constant companion. And here it is, John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Tanya, that helper is the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who lives in me. Every believer has the Holy Spirit living in them. Not only do we need the Word of God in our life, but the Holy Spirit. You know why? The Holy Spirit helps us in our times of need, helps us to understand what these words mean, helps us to understand why we must go through what we do. And you've heard that comment a still small voice that you kind of hear and you know in your spirit you know your that's the holy spirit directing you i don't know what i would do without having the holy spirit in my life and i'm thankful that jesus promised that to us oh me too jill there are just times and i want to encourage you because this leads back to our favorite scripture and that is be still and know that i am god psalm 46 it the whole chapter is incredible but You have to be still, and you have to listen to be able to have that small voice, that Spirit of God move in you. And you know, without a doubt, that that is the Spirit of God, and it's active in you. Peace is not something we can earn. Peace comes from a place when we choose to have a grateful heart, and gratitude leads us to a peace that is rooted in Christ, and goes beyond our circumstances. So friend, no matter what you're in right now, let these promises carry you to the next place. God has something better in store for you. I don't know what it is for you, Jill. I don't know what it is for our listeners, but I know that there's someone listening today that needs that peace. And there may be from a grumbly heart versus a grateful heart. And I just encourage Let the chains go. Let peace come over you. Find that grateful Mm -hmm. spirit. And let the Holy Spirit work through you. Mm -hmm. And be still. Let his peace resonate in you. And have that encounter with God through the Holy Spirit that was promised you as a believer. 
I ran across a story this week, and I want to read it because this talks about how someone can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit can move in them. This is a woman who goes over this story. I was in a horrible spot. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I thought everything in my life was falling apart. I was in the bathroom and I had put the boys to bed because I was feeling depressed. And I'm not a depressed type person, but this night I was feeling really down. But I heard a still small voice and I thought, oh my gosh, it's my ex-husband. He's breaking into the house again. In fact, it was almost like a whisper that she was hearing. Wow. And it started and stopped five times. So she checked the house thoroughly and there was nothing. Finally, she thought, I must be having a nervous breakdown. I'm hearing voices. So she said she threw her toothbrush in the sink and said, all right, I'll listen. And Tanya, this voice, this audible voice, began to speak this 23rd Psalm from the beginning to the end. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And it kept going on and on. And so three quarters of the way through, she stopped. She was still. She knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking truth to her from that 23rd Psalm that she knew so well, that she had read since she was a little girl. And right there, she knew Jesus loved her. All the sin that she was in, all the pain that she was facing, all the anger, all the problems, all the depression, she knew without a shadow of doubt that Jesus loved her just like she was at that moment in time. And so she ran to the dresser where she had her confirmation Bible tucked in a drawer in its box still. She got it out and read that psalm over and over and over. And right there, she was healed. She knew that she had had an encounter with her God. And her circumstances did not totally change for a while. She had to wait. But God's transforming love, that encounter with His presence and His love, changed her forever. That's what we're talking about. That encounter with the Lord that he has for you and it may be different for you she heard a voice she heard the song but the more time you spend with God in the power of the Holy Spirit there's going to be a point where you know without a shadow of a doubt that God is speaking to you you will I have personally experienced it recently and it is a bit scary the first few times mm -hmm. but I encourage you friends to to lean in, trust. God really has good things for you, and He will speak to you through His Spirit when you give Him the opportunity. Maybe you need to work on your grateful heart. Maybe you need to step out and have faith that you can change. You don't have to remain in the space you're in. You can move to a grateful space full of peace and hear God's Spirit speaking to you. And some practical things as we close. Turn that worry list, the things you're worried about, to a prayer list. And be engaged with the Word and with prayer. And then turn on the power in your life. Be empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let Him speak to you through the pages of the Bible. As you pray, that still small voice that's, that's sharing some truth with you. And read the Word and let the Spirit help you understand. Be enlightened. God wants to show you things from His Word that will help you during these times. He will speak to you through the words of this Bible. And then finally, your heart will be more grateful and you will be encouraged as you keep doing this daily. It's a daily 
devotion. It's not a one time, I'm going to read this one time and be done. It's something you do daily. Remember, to delight in the Lord, you need to be engaged, be empowered, be enlightened, and be encouraged. And one thing, too, that I want to encourage is that God's Word is full of many reminders of His promises, His thankfulness, His mercy. Carry that with you each day. Truly, there is no room for grumbling or complaining when you put your focus back on God and let God carry you to the grateful heart that you are meant to have. Amen. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to tell you how much we love you, to recount all your wonderful deeds. We thank you for today. We thank you for the people in our life that have come into our life just at the right time, who have blessed us and who we've been able to bless with your love. Lord, we thank you for the relationship that we have with you, most importantly, and how you speak to us through your word, as we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, you just show us so much. So we're so grateful. Lord, help us to lean in on your promises, to lean in on you, to continue to walk in a way where you lead us. We might need to step out of that comfort zone and get a little bit closer to faith when we don't see. But when we trust you and we lean on you, you're going to show us the way. And we thank you so much for today. We thank you for everyone listening. We pray that they've heard something today that will help them grow their grateful heart. We lean in on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on SoundCloud.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and coming soon to Pandora. If we can pray with you in any way, please reach out to us at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com. We'd be happy to pray with you. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.